Hey everyone, do you want to be a freelance writer? Well, you're going to need to know the basic principles of search engine optimization. So if you're not familiar with what search engine optimization is, it's basically all the tactics that we use to get your website, my website, everyone's website ranked on Google. Because if you can get on the first page of Google and get search traffic and organic website traffic, you can sell affiliate products, you can sell your own products, and there's a lot of things you can do with a website that gets high impressions. So if you want to learn the basics of SEO, and if you want to be a freelance writer, freelance SEO, SEO copywriter. You want to click the first link down below in the description. I have a free training on how to do SEO. It's perfect for beginners. So if you want to learn how to do SEO, click that first link down below in the description and let's get into the podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Marketing Edge podcast with Scott Leventon. This episode, we're going to go over how to get started and how to make your first $10,000 online as a freelance writer. If you think you have the skills to be a freelance writer, maybe you've been thinking about it. Uh, well, it's easier than you think to get started. So you're going to want to tune into this. I'm going to give you all the tips that I've learned since doing freelance writing for about a year and a half on Fiverr and making over $13,000. So I want to show you how to get started and how you can make your first 10,000 as well. We are going to go over the seven tips that I am going to give you to make your first 10,000 as a freelance writer. Let's just dive right in. My first tip, you have to define your niche. If you want to be a freelance writer, there is something called a generalist. Now a generalist can basically write about almost any topic. Um, but in my opinion, if you're a generalist, you're not really an expert at most of them, typically. And if you can just write about anything, it's just you're not you're not going to be an expert in anything like the jack of all trades, but master of none. Um, I think that's especially the case when it comes to freelance writing. I think you should at least have one niche that you're strongest in. I mean, it's not bad to be able to write for a variety of different like publications. But if you want to like really make a name for yourself, you're probably going to have to just specialize in one niche. Now, if you have like different interests and you do consider yourself an expert in different things, well, that's a different story. And you could definitely write about those types of things that you have an interest in that if you consider yourself an expert. But generally speaking, for me, I was able to define my niche because I was actually a mortgage loan officer. I worked in the mortgage industry um, for about two years. I worked for a company called Freedom Mortgage. And after, you know, working for them for two years, you know, I just needed something new. And I used my real estate experience, my mortgage experience, and decided to go out on my own. And I chose that niche when I started freelance writing. And because I had this knowledge in the real estate industry, I was able to specialize in it and really became known as kind of like the go-to real estate guy on Fiverr. Um, as of right now, again, I've made over 13,000 on my way to being a top rated seller. Um, I have over 200 reviews on the profile, um, all five stars. Um, so, you know, I do consider myself, I guess, an expert, you know, in Fiverr and getting started on Fiverr. And my, I guess, if you want to get started on Fiverr, my first suggestion would be to optimize and spend a lot of time on your gigs. But back to choosing your niche. Um, yeah, like I chose my niche real estate and I carved out, you know, a niche and I, I really kind of, um, you know, made a name for myself in the real estate space, at least on Fiverr. So again, my tip would be to define your niche, whatever your niche is, um, fitness. A lot of people are into fitness. There's a lot of opportunity there. If you're into like the outdoors, you know, the camping and outdoors type of content, there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, and I also recommend to start your own blog because you can basically you, you want to hone in your skills as a freelance writer and you want to start your own blog and do SEO and make it work for yourself as you're like trying to do it for other clients. Also, just starting your own website is a great way to get started and also make a portfolio as a freelance writer. 
So my second tip that I want to go over is to build your portfolio. So having a strong portfolio as a freelance writer is so important because if you're just getting started and you don't have any experience, you're going to have to prove something. You're going to have to prove that you have some work experience. So a great way to do this is to just write a couple articles um, by yourself um, on your own and then edit them, you know, run it through Grammarly, um, run it through Copyscape to make sure it's not plagiarized. And uh, just build a portfolio like that. Just write a couple articles on different topics. Maybe um, if you're interviewing some for some uh, like a, a position as a writer for, you know, a, pub, a publication probably won't be a large one, but you could use this as your portfolio. Or if you want to go out on Upwork or Fiverr, um, you can use that as your work examples. When someone asks for a, you know, example on Fiverr, which is actually pretty common, they want an example of my work. Even though it's listed in the Fiverr gig, they still ask for um, an example of my work. So basically, I have a lot of work samples. I've written a lot of articles. I have a lot of you know writing experience. So I was able to just send them some work samples um, that I chose ahead of time where I thought it was my best work samples. So back to building your portfolio, um, you need to have a strong portfolio if you want to get the freelance jobs or the gigs, um, because if someone posts something on Fiverr or they're looking for someone on Fiverr or they post a job on Upwork that they need a writer, there is there are so many writers out there that the competition is fierce just to get like one job. So you do have to at least have a portfolio of work and you're probably going to need to charge lower rates than what you're actually worth. Um, I understand like a lot of people, they don't want to work for like cheap. Um, they don't want to work for minimum wage, uh, which I understand. I mean, if you're if you have another job and, you know, you're working on this and you're getting paid minimum wage, you know, I understand that, you know, it's almost not worth your time. But if you want to actually build a successful like Fiverr or freelancing, you're probably going to have to lower your rates. Just because if you have zero, like literally zero reviews, zero anything on your profile, uh, like why would someone go with you versus someone who has the reviews and they're cheaper than you? Um, there's just no reason that someone would want to go with you, in my opinion. So if you really want to get started on a, a platform like Fiverr or Upwork, I would recommend lowering your prices. And while you build your portfolio, then you can expand, you get more experience with your stronger portfolio. And then as you get more work samples and again, more experience, you know, your writing improves over time. So you can switch out like when someone asks for your work examples, you could switch out, you know, if, if you like some articles that you wrote better, um, it's really good to just build that portfolio. So as a beginner, a good idea also is to just get a website. Uh, you can get a website domain for about, you know, $10 a year. You can get hosting for about the same and you can be up and running with your website on like Squarespace um, in less than a couple days. So I would just create a website. You can use it as an affiliate marketing website. Um, so you can like just write about, you know, things in your industry. So like let's go back to the camping and outdoors. Um, like you would be writing articles about things in the camping and outdoors space. And then that could be your portfolio. And then you can also do affiliate marketing. So if you can start ranking, and this is all SEO, if you can start ranking on Google for these relevant search terms, uh, you can get uh, website traffic to your website. And if you get enough traffic, you can sell products and you know sell other products, other people's products um, on your website if you get that um, strong search traffic. So there's a lot of opportunity and a lot of benefits to just starting a website and having that be your portfolio. Maybe just like a little bit about you and then just like just write the articles, just um, pump out the content. And, you know, in a couple months, you should start to see that you're ranking on Google. 
So again, that's tip number two, build that portfolio, use it as an affiliate marketing website, you know, start that website, start affiliate marketing, and it's a great way to build your portfolio. Let's move on to tip number three, pricing your services. So when you're thinking about pricing your services, um, we kind of touched on it that you're probably going to need to lower your prices. Um, that is probably my um, like a suggestion, my recommendation, if yeah, you're going to need to lower your prices. Um, but now if you're a freelance writer just getting started and you have zero experience and not really any specialized knowledge, um, you're probably going to have to charge like really low like if you had like technical copywriting experience or something like that then you could charge a little bit more out of the gate um, but if you're just getting started um, freelance writing it's a lot of you some people talk about like in terms of like how you get paid per word so like for example my rate per word is 16 cents per word i charge 16 cents for every word in my article so that means that a thousand word article which is you know like a pretty standard it's like a good size article, a thousand words um, that I've charged $160 for that. And that takes me about two hours or so. So that, you know, on average, when I'm doing my copywriting and freelance writing, I make about $80 an hour. Um, so it does pay pretty well. But, you know, I have you have to understand I built my profile up in the past year and a half. And I didn't start like this my first month as a freelance writer. In fact, I got $60. I just made 60 bucks. Uh, didn't really think it was going anywhere. Uh, I think I made $100 the next month, $400 the following, and it just kept going up and up from there. But the moral of the story is pricing your services, you're going to have to price them lower than you want and lower than you're actually worth. And just know that, um, you know, it's temporary, but, you know, if you put in the work now, price your services low, get those reviews in the beginning. It's kind of like building a house. You need a solid foundation um, before you can really, you know, make a lot of money with freelance writing. You need to lay the groundwork. You need to refine your, you know, your writing skills. You need to get better as a writer before you can, uh, you know, quote unquote, make the big bucks. I wouldn't say I'm making the big bucks, but you know, if you do want to work your way up uh, to something like that, you are going to have to price your services low. Just do a really good job um, for your first couple clients. And as you get more experience, you're actually going to have to drop some of these clients because if you, you know, get a client at three cents a word, um, where the market rate is typically like 12 to 16 cents a word. If you get someone to write at three cents a word, um, like you just want to do a really good job for them. Uh, but my point was that, um, as you gain more experience and you get more reviews and stuff like that, you get more, um, like reputability, I guess that's a word. Um, as you yeah, get more reputable as a uh, freelance copywriter, you can charge more for your services and you're going to have to drop those clients that you get in the beginning. So like if you start at three cents a word and you like, that's one of your earlier customers, like they contacted you and you charge three cents a word and you move your prices to five cents a word, like the next month or like three months from then, then they're probably not going to be able to afford your services um, just because they got in at such a low rate. And you're going to have to explain to them, I've actually had some uh, not so happy clients um, that I basically had to raise the price um, of my services and they were thrown off guard. You know, they took it like the wrong way kind of. And uh, so you just have to kind of be careful with that. But Pricing your services, again, moral of the story, just price it low, get those initial reviews, um, especially if you're starting out on a platform like Fiverr, which is one of the ones I recommend um, just getting started because they do give everyone a chance um, to get discovered on Fiverr. Um, so 
like it's actually pretty beginner friendly because again fiverr they the way the fiverr algorithm works is that they want to organize search results like when someone searches for you know a blog they would need a blog that they need a blog written for them they just want to display the the gigs or the like job postings it's a called a gig in fiverr they want to display the search results um, just on the ones that get the most engagement, the most orders, and like the most clicks. They just want the to. So my point is that they give everyone, um, even if you're just starting, they give everyone a chance to, um, you know, see if the like they put your gig on the first page to see what the engagement is like, if people are clicking, if people are ordering, and if they find that whatever your gig is not getting a lot of attention or engagement, they're not going to prioritize your gig and they're not going to push it. And that's the way Fiverr works. Um, but what I was going with that is that you need to price your services accordingly and you may have to drop clients um, in the process of that. So let's move on to tip number four, marketing yourself. So if you're a freelance writer, a lot of people, you know, even if they're getting orders on Fiverr, they don't really do any other type of freelance writing. Like they're all Fiverr. Uh, one YouTuber comes to mind, but um, she's just like all Fiverr and doesn't have any clients like outside of Fiverr. And so a thing to know about Fiverr, if you weren't aware, Fiverr takes 20% of everything, even tips that people give you. So like if you charge $100, say for an article, maybe two articles, whatever, if you charge 100 bucks, you actually only get $80 of that. Uh, Fiverr takes that right off the top from the sellers. They also charge buyers um, another fee. I think it's, it's definitely less than 20%, but they also take money from the buyer. So important to know that uh, marketing yourself and trying to get clients outside of Fiverr, if you start Fiverr or Upwork, um, it's important to do that because you want to get like actual paying clients like that you can, you know, maybe get on a monthly retainer. Um, that's like the most common consulting method, um, which is what I do uh, for most of my clients. Um, I provide, you know, the sort of marketing services we work together and then they're on a monthly retainer. That's the way it works. But with Fiverr, it's more like for like one offs. Like if you just need an article written, maybe your your social media person quit and you just need an article. Uh, maybe just one article, um, then it's, it's, that's more like Fiverr. Um, like that's not to say I do have repeat clients and people that, you know, continue to order uh, and continue to use me for my writing. Um, so there are some repeat clients, but generally speaking, Fiverr, it's good for the one-offs and like generally speaking, the buyers on there, not all of them are looking for a long-term partner. So my point is that you do need to market yourself outside of Fiverr and there's a lot of different ways you can do this. But the best way is to do content marketing. Um, so content marketing, it's just basically a free way to produce helpful content for people in the hopes that you do convert them to customers down the line. Now, content marketing doesn't um, basically happen right away. You have to put in a lot of work with content marketing. Um, this content marketing could include like building a YouTube channel. Um, that you could do content marketing with a YouTube channel, um, your social media profiles. You can do content marketing on your Instagram, your Facebook. Uh, if you do Pinterest, LinkedIn, you can do content marketing on all of those platforms. And it's the best way to get started because it's really easy to do. It doesn't uh, typically cost really anything to do all the content marketing. And uh, it's one of the best ways to really grow an organic audience. Um, in fact, one way of you can do content marketing is doing a podcast. And like you're listening to my podcast now, I highly recommend that you do start a podcast um, just because it, there's so many benefits to starting a podcast. And a lot of people think that it's like this big production and it's like, what are you going to talk about? Well, the key to podcasting is that if you have just some knowledge of any really topic, 
if you just have more knowledge than the average person, um, you can uh, you can just start a podcast and there's you just grab a microphone. Um, you just plug it in. If it's a headphone jack microphone or wireless, you just plug it in. You just hit record. You use a platform like Anchor and you just hit record and you can just upload your podcast. You can have people on as guests. Um, just surround. You want to generally, you know, talk about one type of topic. So like my podcast is called The Marketing Edge. So generally we mostly speak about marketing, um, digital marketing specifically. You know, we talk about a lot about real estate because um, I do have some experience in the real estate industry. So um, that's just another thing that you have to do in terms of like marketing yourself and making sure that you do get clients outside of platforms like Fiverr. Let's move on. Tip number five is networking. So I do mention like I'm a digital marketing guy. That's how I got my start. And I still do believe in the power of like networking, specifically in-person networking. I think there's a lot of potential for like attending networking events and that's something i want to do more of um, because it's honestly it's there's nothing that you can't replace a face-to-face -face interaction even if it's over zoom and you can see someone's face you just can't you know replicate that you know you shake someone's hand for the first time you know making that face-to-face -face connection there's really no replacement in my opinion so you want to prioritize your networking now you are kind of limited if you do networking in person um, you're obviously only limited, you're limited to a lot of like geographically limited because um, unless you're like a jet setter, you can't really just be flying all over doing, you know, networking events unless, you know, you're, you're an influencer, like a public figure, like a Grant Cardone or someone like that. Um, you need to network. Um, my point is that you also need to do a digital networking, like networking on social media where you actually have a free Instagram training. If you want to check out how to build a social media following and build a network through Instagram, um, it's going to be one of the links down below in the show notes. Uh, it's just a link to the Instagram training. If you want to know how to like build a following on Instagram, get up to like 10,000 followers. Um, because if you're not at 10,000 followers right now, you're really not considered like an authority in your industry. And once you hit that 10,000, it does kind of change things, believe it or not. Um, and you want to do it organically. You don't want to be paying for these things. You know, you don't want to be paying for likes, paying for followers, because the second you stop paying, um, you stop getting followers and you stop getting likes. So there's really no point in doing it. Honestly, like there's no benefit because it costs money. And again, once you stop doing it, it's not going to work. So in my opinion, you need to do digital marketing um, that, a different way. And then we're going to get back to networking. Um, networking opportunities for freelance writers, um, you know, where can you kind of network with others? Well, Facebook groups are perfect. And Facebook groups are, I don't want to say underrated because a lot of people know about Facebook groups. Um, but I was just talking to a couple of real estate agents. Uh, we actually did a couple interviews uh, this week. And a lot of them said that they're one of their main sources of like leads and revenue is through Facebook groups. And that was the first time I heard that from a real estate agent. Um, I've been using Facebook groups for a variety of different things for business purposes. Um, but yeah, the real estate agents I talk to say Facebook is perfect uh, for real estate agents. So if you are in real estate, uh, definitely and other industries, check out Facebook groups and see how you can leverage the Facebook group, you know, for your networking purposes. Um, let's move on. Let's go to tip number six and it's meeting your deadlines because if you're working with clients, especially as a freelance writer, you're going to have deadlines. Maybe they need an article by Wednesday and it's, it's a Monday or they need it by tomorrow and you're either going to have to tell them I can do this or I can't and I can't get this done for you. Very sorry. But typically you'll have plenty of time 
um, typically like five to seven days, you know, to write like a thousand word article. Um, you know, maybe so you could offer it for like two or three days if you want to like stand out maybe. Um, but generally speaking, like I have a lot of other things going on, so I need more time than just like two or three days. But, you know, if you're just starting, you know, set it to two or three days because some people do filter the search results um, by like how how long your delivery time is. So, yeah, if you want to, you can uh, manage your time that way. But meeting deadlines, again, um, very important because if you don't meet their deadlines and you're working with clients, um, they're going to like they, they probably have deadlines that they have to meet and they give you a deadline. And if you mess up your deadline, that messes up their deadline. And like there is it's very regimented. A lot of brand like companies, they have um, like a pretty sophisticated like content uh, calendars. Um, that they do like stick to deadlines and it's very important. So my tip number six is to ensure that you know that you have to meet the deadlines. And if you don't meet the deadlines, um, you're not going to retain clients for very long. Um, they're definitely not going to be happy. They probably will leave a bad review. Um, if you just like say that you can, like you need to meet your deadlines. If you say that you can get an article done by, you know, Wednesday and it's Monday, you have to do that if you want to be successful. I mean, um, that's just my recommendation that you should try to meet the deadlines. Let's move on. And tip number seven is just to keep learning and keep improving because if you want to make your first $10,000 as a freelance writer, you do need to do continuing education. You need to continually improve your writing. Um, so I wouldn't really say I'm an established Fiverr seller. I mean, you know, 13000 on Fiverr, um, not crazy, not anything crazy, not a full-time. You know, I wouldn't be able to, to live full-time on my Fiverr. But um, basically, I'm refining my writing all the time because I have so many things to write. Um, so it's basically like flexing like your muscle, like, if you if you need, want to be a writer, you have to do a lot of writing, and then w like when you do it for a client, um, then you know you're ready for it. You know you're training. It's kind of like even like a sport. Um, if you expect to be you know good at basketball, you have to play basketball a lot. You have to practice. You have to work out. And if you want to be a good writer, you have to do what good writers do, and that's um, you know practice their writing for a variety of different clients. Even if you're not you know writing for clients, it's a good idea to keep a journal um, and just do like handwritten journaling because journaling is actually one of the best ways to really like, in my opinion, you get your thoughts down on paper, and it's fun to like kind of look back at your journal. You can kind of keep like a journal entry, you know, whether it's a notebook. And I think it's fun to kind of look back at your journal entries, you know, talk about where you're at, you know, in the present and then look back on it, you know, one month, three months, six months, a year. And I think it's cool, you know, to see your development as a person. So those are my seven tips to doing uh, freelance writing and making your first $10,000. Any questions, uh, let me know. Follow me on Instagram, Scott Levinton. You'll be able to find me. And I hope to see you in the next podcast.